0: Hey everyone, Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons with our pre-show announcements. First up, some shout-outs To the 3,000 people who listened to our very silly episode on the 80s kids cartoon Kissy Fur, and to the more than 31,000 people and counting who listened to our Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus review, and interview with and Vasquez, thank you. Those numbers are astonishing, and we're thrilled that so many of you are enjoying our content. We plan to continue bringing you new reviews, insider interviews, and a mix of nostalgia in the weeks, months, and years to come. So thank you once again. If you'd like to help us improve our show and maybe even bring original animation into the world, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash saturdaymorningcartoons. Remember, that's morning with a U. Our support tiers start at $1 a month, and every cent of it, uh, except for the ones that go to Patreon and Uncle Sam, go back into the show. We'd really appreciate it. Continuing our shoutouts this week, we've got a one-two punch of Batman Hush-related comments. The first is from Instagram from BarnBaby9665, who says, "While it's great to have Dave back, he comes waltzing in like he owns the place. Where's the thanks to Sean for keeping the podcast alive while he was away, quote, finding himself and quote, living out his dreams? Dave, show some respect. First of all, let me put this is Dave here now. This isn't this isn't BarnBaby9665. This is Dave." Saying, for the record, thank you so much, Sean, for keeping Saturday Morning Cartoons afloat. And thank you to all our guests, special special guests, co-hosts, everybody else who has, uh, you know, kept SMC afloat for the last year or so, year and a half. I'm not even sure how how long I've been out finding myself, but, uh, but I was waltzing the entire time. I was taking professional waltzing uh, classes. So thank you, Barn Baby, for noticing that I've, I've improved my waltzing abilities. I appreciate that. The second shout out comes from Gmail, and I'll paraphrase to keep this one relatively short. Sam B. says, Hey guys, I'm a new listener to your podcast and just finished listening to your review of Batman Hush. I enjoyed hearing both of your perspectives on the movie. As someone who did not read the graphic novel but is familiar with the overall story, I'm probably better suited to appreciate the movie than fans who read the series. Overall, I really like the movie, with the Batman-Catwoman relationship being one of the strong parts. I do agree with your comments regarding the pacing and the story feeling somewhat procedural, but I think it is difficult to adapt a 12-part series into a 75 or 80-minute movie format, while retaining the same sort of pacing. The voice acting was good, particularly Jennifer Morrison's Catwoman-slash-Selena Kyle performance. I agree that some of the delivery was too much the same across various types of scenes, and perhaps this is more of a result of voice direction. This is where he misses Andrea Romano, as we all do. Regarding Superman Clark Kent, you had made a comment about him being controlled by Poison Ivy sometime between the meeting with Bruce Wayne at the Daily Planet and the ensuing scene. However, if you watch closely, and Sam went back uh, while he's watching that scene, you'll see that after Bruce and Lois walk away, there is a brief flash of green in Clark's eyes, indicating that Poison Ivy had already gotten to him by that point. He goes on to say, I look forward to checking out more of your podcasts and we will probably stay in the Batman world and listen to the two Batman the Animated Series episodes next. So thank you so much for that, Sam. Appreciate you reaching out as a new listener, and welcome to all new and returning listeners as well. We have roughly 250 episodes now that you can go back on iTunes, on Podbean, on our YouTube page on Patreon, and the Collider Weekly ingest as well, you can check those all out. So if there's anything you're interested, or if you just want to know if we have covered a particular show in the past like Batman the Animated Series, you can check it out, there's a good chance that we have. So what are we talking about on today's show? Well, I'll be going solo to walk you through my review of Cartoon Network's Steven Universe the movie. And don't worry, it's going to be spoiler-free review, otherwise Warner Media will literally kick down my door and drag me off to Cartoon Jail steven universe the movie will premiere on cartoon network on labor day monday september 2nd at 6 5 central but is it worth watching stay tuned to find out and now on with the show Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider Weekly Podcast for all things animation, including reviews and insider interviews. I'll be your host, Dave Trumbor. Sean is currently trapped in his dormant gem state, so he won't be joining me today. Hopefully, we'll have him revived and ready to go next time around. Today, I'll be taking a look at Cartoon Network's musical special, Steven Universe the Movie, for a review. You may have noticed that we took news out of our intro this week. We're actually working on a way to incorporate animation news into the show each week, without the headlines getting old or stale by the time you guys listen to the episode. So could that mean that we'll be doing some live recordings in the future where you, dear listeners, get to hang out with us and discuss news? Maybe. So stay tuned. In the meantime, I do want to catch you up on some of this week's animation news, and most of it comes out of D23, which is Disney's biennial fan expo, just occurred last weekend. Attendees there got to see some more of Frozen 2, got to take a peek behind the scenes of Pixar's new movie, Soul, as well as the new Walt Disney animation movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. On the small screen, Marvel will be bringing an animated adaptation of the comic Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur to the Disney Channel, and there's also the preschool Spider-Man series Marvel's Spidey and His Amazing Friends, which will be coming to Disney Junior. If you want to get in on everything that Disney Plus has to offer, there is a discounted three-year subscription deal available for D23 members, and that includes their free general membership, but it's only on offer through this coming Labor Day, so you've only got a day or two to check it out. And no, we're not sponsored, even though we wish we were. Outside of Disney stuff, this week also gave us the first teaser trailer for Disenchantment Part 2, Netflix's animated fantasy series from Matt Groening, who's obviously the creator of Simpsons and Futurama. Be sure to head on over to Collider.com slash animation to get caught up on all these stories and more. But that's enough news. You're here to find out about the new Cartoon Network animated musical, Steven Universe the Movie. And to tell you what that special is all about, here's the one, the only, Bobby Anthem. In his first musical TV movie, Steven Universe thinks his time defending the Earth is over. But when a new gem comes to Beach City seeking revenge, Steven faces his biggest challenge yet. Steven Universe, a 2018 Peabody Award and 2019 Glad Media Award recipient, follows Steven and the Crystal Gems, a team of magical aliens who fight to protect the planet Earth. Steven is the half-gem, half-human son of the Crystal Gems' late leader Rose Quartz and local musician Greg Universe. Steven's friends and family support him as he grows into his powers and figures out how to be himself. Bobby is our own bright, shining gem. Bobby, if you're listening, and I know you are, be sure to let us know just which gem you'd like to be, and we'll see what we can do about getting you, I don't know, gemified on a future episode? Anyway, if you're listening out there and you're unfamiliar with Steven Universe, that synopsis may have sounded a little bit strange to you, so here's a little bit more background. Originally created by Rebecca Sugar for Cartoon Network, Steven Universe became the network's first animated show created solely by a woman. Sugar developed Steven Universe while working as a writer and storyboard artist for Adventure Time. Its pilot and first season aired back in 2013, and the franchise has gone on to include books, comics, and video games, with the upcoming film being a first for the franchise. Across all those media, Steven Universe has developed a dedicated fanbase and has been critically acclaimed for its design, music, voice acting, characterization, prominence of LGBTQ themes, and science fantasy world building. It became the first animated series to win the GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding Kids and Family Program in 2019, a year in which it also received its first Peabody Award for children's and youth programming. It's been nominated for five Emmy Awards for short-form animation, including a pending nomination for this year's fifth season, and it won a Creative Emmy for Patrick Bryson's Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation in 2018. The movie picks up two years after the events of the season five finale, Change Your Mind, a 44-minute, four-part episode that acted as a warm-up of sorts for the standalone musical movie. The season finale, which could have acted as a series finale, brought the events of the entire series to a satisfying conclusion. So why the movie? Well, it seems that there was at least one more threat waiting in the shadows that an older, wiser Steven and the United Crystal Gems will have to deal with in order to save Beach City and the world. Unfortunately, I can't talk about that new threat. Not really, anyway. But what we can talk about to start our discussion is a recap of the information that's been released already. For starters, the cast. So Zach Callison returns to Steven Universe, along with Estelle as Garnet, Dee Dee Magno Hall as Pearl, Michaela Dietz as Amethyst, and Tom Sharpling as Greg Universe. Additionally, the movie features Uzo Aduba as Bismuth, Amy Mann as Opal, Shelby Rabara as Peridot, or Peridot, depending on your pronunciation, Erica Luttrell as Sapphire, Charlene Yee as Ruby, Christine Ebersole as White Diamond, Patti LuPone as Yellow Diamond, and Lisa Hannigan as Blue Diamond. There's also Grace Rolick as Connie, Jennifer Paz as Lapis, Kate Micucci as Sadie, Matthew Moy as Lars, and Tokes Olagundeye as Nanafwa. The only cast member who hasn't been announced or confirmed is that of the villain, a cartoonish new threat to Steven and the Crystal Gems, who's not quite what they seem at first blush, but I digress. That's a lot of people, and I'm happy to say that all of them get some screen time, though in a 90 minute movie there's only so much time for supporting characters. I can say that both the Crystal Gems and the human characters get some cool hero moments throughout the story in a variety of surprising ways. It's a pretty lighthearted tale, even for a Steven Universe story, so don't expect too much doom and gloom along the way. It is a musical, after all, and even the saddest of songs here are still pretty hopeful in the end. Speaking of the musical side of things, in addition to Rebecca Sugar, collaborating artists include Chance the Rapper, Ivy and Surashu, Jeff Liu, James Fauntleroy, Macy Stewart, Mike Crawl, Jeff Ball, Grant Henry, and Julian Zorsey Sanchez. Now, I'm not super familiar with most of the names on this list, so I couldn't really pick out which song was worked on by which artist, but I think that's a good thing. The style of Steven Universe is pretty consistent throughout all the musical numbers in this movie, even as each individual singer gets to add their own unique character and spin to the song. And none of the songs are ever wasted. Narratively speaking, they all add to the story that's being told in the movie, either heightening the emotions of the moment, or drawing the viewer's attention to one particular conflict that's being focused on. Even the way Steven Universe the movie opens and closes is reminiscent of a theatrically produced musical, what with a curtain reveal and a final curtain closing number. It's a lot of fun, and it comes complete with plenty of songs that you'll be singing along with as you watch the movie itself over and over again in the months and years to come. The only knock I have against Steven Universe the movie is that it felt a bit too light and easygoing, a bit too immature for the journey that Steven and the Crystal Gems have taken over the course of five seasons. There's a bit of a disconnect between the villain and the villain's plan. Without getting into too many details, the villain's plan poses a very serious threat to Beach City and the wider world. One that Steven and the Crystal Gems are uniquely able to handle. But the villain's motivations seem to be stretched to the point that quote-unquote world destruction seems a bit far-fetched. When Steven and the Crystal Gems took on the Diamonds of Homeworld, it was to make them face the horrors and devastation that their world-conquering ways had on the vast collection of planets in their empire. That's a conflict that took five seasons to resolve. Now, in one movie, the Earth is once again in peril, but the villain behind the scenes is far less powerful than a diamond and yet somehow is able to possess truly devastating technology and employ it without a compelling reason to do so. Steven's dual nature as both a human and a gem does come into play in order to solve this conflict, but the narrative isn't as strong or cohesive as it has been throughout the series. Other than that disconnect, I'm happy to say that Steven Universe the movie is a welcome treat for fans of the series. This one might be a little difficult to get into for newcomers, uh, the first 10 minutes of the movie does act as a sort of recap and uh, some stage setting, but it's hard to condense 5 seasons of storytelling into 10 minutes of animation. That's not to say new viewers couldn't appreciate the conceit and the amount of action and heart that goes into every step of Steven's journey in this movie, but it's definitely something that fans who have been watching from the beginning will appreciate much more. And there are lots of fun character appearances and can't miss moments that will have fans very excited. I'm actually really looking forward to being able to talk about this movie in full once it actually releases on Labor Day. There's going to be a lot of Tumblr activity out there for sure. A lot of fanfic, I'm sure. Uh, I'd definitely give Steven Universe the movie a watch whether you're familiar with the series or not. It's not as action-packed as the series finale of Avatar The Last Airbender or as final as the Adventure Time series finale which arrived around this time last year but interestingly enough, it's a story that takes Steven Universe a few steps forward into the future, like one of the musical numbers says verbatim. It's also a pivotal story that makes it nearly impossible for the series itself to go back to the way things were, so it's worth watching for that point alone. If you want to see Steven Universe the movie, be sure to tune into Cartoon Network on Labor Day, Monday, September 2nd at 6:5 central. I highly recommend it. That's gonna do it for our review, I know, short and sweet. That's what happens when you literally can't talk about anything in the middle of the movie, But if you want to support this show right here, head on over to our Patreon page where you can stay up to date with all of our posts, help us to bring original animation into the world. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, tell a friend about the show, and leave a review on iTunes. As for our team behind the scenes, you heard him on this and every episode, our friend Bobby Anthem. I guess I could have said he shines bright like a diamond, but I don't think he wants that. Bobby, let me know. You can hear him on the Paranormal Inhuman Experience podcast with his co-host Bobby Blades. Find them on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Bobby also started a solo show called In Search of My Lost Soul, and I can confirm, as Sean has told you multiple times on this particular show, it's, it's, it's deep. It's much deeper than this show. This is a very goofy podcast right here. If you want to get into some deep stuff, some real stuff, check out Bobby's show. It's available along with the Inhuman Experience podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and just about everywhere else you can find your podcasts. If you want to get in touch with us, as for Sean, he performs improv comedy in the DC area with a group called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. Check out witdc.org for tickets and times. You can also find him on Twitter and Instagram at sean paul ellis. As for me, you can find me over on Collider.com, or you can check me out on Twitter at DrClawMD. And as always, you can pick up my book, The Science of Breaking Bad, from MIT Press, available on Amazon and pretty much everywhere else books are sold. If you want to contact us specifically about this show, you can find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. Those are also great places to suggest a cartoon for us to cover in the future, and if we haven't reviewed it already, then we are legally obligated to do so. You can find all these links and more on our link tree in the bio for all social media sites. And one last thing, you can always listen to us on Collider Weekly, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You guys know how to podcast. You've been doing it for years. And if you found your way here, we do appreciate it, and we thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.